Hey, what is up? Hello, and welcome in to another edition of Downey and Martez, a Bucks Nation podcast. A ton to get into on today's show. Last week, we speculated on what the future of Tom Brady could be. It took a few twists and turns along the way over the past weekend, but now we know Tom Brady has played his last down for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and as an NFL quarterback. Plus, the Super Bowl is set. We will look back at the championship weekend games, but this episode is going to be focused on Tom Brady, what he meant to the Buccaneers, and where the Bucks go from here at quarterback. As I said, we are Downey and Martez. I am the Downey half of this dynamic duo. I am Trey Downey. You can follow me on Twitter at TD Experience. You can follow that guy, my co-host on Twitter at Elmar810. He is the one, the only, Lynn Martez. Uh, Lynn, are, are you in stages of grief over this Brady news? I know a lot of Bucks fans, like when the original report came out on Saturday, it was definitely denial for a lot of Bucks fans. Might have even been denial for Tom Brady himself. My only grief is I got it wrong, and it's all about yeah. me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, I I didn't think he was going to retire. And it's not because what people said, well, he didn't retire at the top of his game. I'm like, hold on a second. He Tom might win was, MVP. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, people say he didn't retire at the top of his game. Why? Because he didn't retire after winning a Super Bowl? He's at the top of his game. The guy threw for 5,300 yards. The guy had 43 touchdowns. The guy had a, a 102 quarterback rating. The guy was dominating defenses all season long, including a playoff, a playoff game that he played well in against the Rams, who battered him in that football game. So... At 44 years old, he took that beating in the last game of the season, his last game of his career. Yep. And think about think about the Hall of Fame quarterbacks that we've seen in our lifetimes. And I know you might think you're so much younger than me, but our lifetimes do pass, okay? And in regards to that is the fact that there have been quarterbacks in our lifetime, Hall of Fame quarterbacks, Super Bowl winning quarterbacks that have fallen off fallen off and that were carried to Super Bowls when they retired when supposedly they were at the top of their games, i.e. Peyton Manning is one, John Elway is another one. And for all this Super Bowl running play inside the red zone against the Atlanta Falcons, John was carried that Super Bowl win. He didn't carry the Broncos to the Super Bowl the way he did the four previous appearances. TD, baby. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, TD, another Hall of Famer. But uh, when, it, when again, when it comes to those guys, those guys retired at the top of the game from a team aspect. But from a personal standpoint, 12 TB retired at the top of his game. I mean, look at the other quarterback who just retired and Ben Roethlisberger. And Thank how, you. And what he looked like at the end of his career. Only reason why I didn't mention him is because only reason why I didn't mention Ben is because they were the seventh seed this year. Yeah. Probably shouldn't have been in the playoffs. <laughs> like As opposed on, to the other two guys who retired with Super Bowls. Honestly, it might have it might have been better for Ben if they just if they just won that game and had a chance at making the playoffs and then Either the Colts just won that game, or the Raiders and Chargers ended in a tie. But no, there's a ton no, of he needed no he 
he was wavering about retiring. He needed to have his, he needed to have that last nail in the coffin in that Chiefs game. Okay, I'm done. All right, so there are a ton of different angles to attack this news. Uh, we'll obviously get into how what happened when the story broke, what was your initial reaction to up until when Tom Brady officially announced his retirement on Tuesday. And then we will obviously get into where the Bucks go from here, who might be their starting quarterback next year. I've already got a, a full list of names, Lynn Martez, and I'm just going to throw them at you rapid fire, and you'll be able to tell me how realistic they are and if the Bucks will even kick the tires on a multitude of guys. But first, the first uh, way I want to attack this is just give Tom Brady his flowers and talk about not only what he meant to the Buccaneers, but what he meant to the NFL. You talked about like our age differences and stuff. Tom Brady has been a part of my football fandom for literally my entire life. I've told this story many times, but when Tom Brady and the Patriots won that first Super Bowl, Super Bowl 36, I was in fifth grade at Fruitland Park Elementary, and on the morning announcements the next morning, I was doing sports, and I announced to the elementary school what happened in the Super Bowl, Tom Brady winning, Adam Vinatieri kicking the last second field goal, and his greatness never stopped. Yes, he went through that lull in his middle in in the middle of his career where the Patriots didn't win a Super Bowl for a long time, but the last stage of his career was probably even better than when he won back-to-back Super Bowls in uh, Super Bowl 38 and Super Bowl 39. This last stretch of his career, coming back t- from down 28 to three against the against the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, that close loss to Philadelphia the beating the Rams in the Super Bowl, having a down year, and then coming to an entirely different team in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and winning a Super Bowl, and in his final year, losing to a team that might ultimately win the Super Bowl on an injury-ravaged team. You might win MVP in, in in your final year. I don't think that there is any question whatsoever. People debated for a long time that Joe Montana, Joe Montana versus Tom Brady. Admittedly, Joe Montana is a little bit ahead of my time. People want to debate Aaron Rodgers now versus Tom Brady. Look at Aaron Rodgers' playoff stats. To me, it's not even a debate. Tom Brady is the greatest football player to ever lace up a pair of cleats. The biggest thing for me when it comes to Tom is the fact that he left one place and won somewhere else at the age that he did it at. And he Crazy. did it, and he did it with the standpoint of playing at the same level. That's the thing. For me, like you can argue, and people will, let Aaron Rodgers win another Super Bowl. And then that conversation is going to start all over again. Oh, well, he, you know, he's got two now. I mean, as much as I like Aaron Rodgers, you got to start stacking some of the things that Tom has done and then talk to me. Yeah. 44 years old. I mentioned it already, the 5,300 yards he's through for this year. And that's in the year, again, that he retired in. I didn't even talk about I didn't even talk about last year winning a Super Bowl. Again, totally different football team, totally different city, different organization, carrying his team. Say whatever you want about the 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 balance and it and I guess the 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 quality of players that the Bucks had last year. There's no doubt that this team good players on it. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you we had arguably the best tandem wide receivers. You got a, a whole future Hall of Fame tight end. 
And that's just on this side of the football. You go where Tom plays on, and you go on the other side, and there's the quality players on that side too. Couple of Hall of it, that's what you need too. to win Super Bowls. You need yeah. that. So for anyone to say, oh, well, he won with the Buccaneers because they had a stacked team. Well, you look at the other teams that have won Super Bowls, stacked teams. You mentioned the Rams who beat the Buccaneers this year. Guess what? Stacked team. That's how you win. And that's how those guys get recognized. You have the guy that takes the snaps on Sundays and then the other guys around them get recognized because that's exactly what happened here in Tampa Bay. 12 came here and got all those guys older notoriety. God bless Devin White and Levante David. But guess what they were before anyone else thought about those guys when they finally made a playoff run? Never saw the playoffs in a whole decade. Especially especially, uh, Levante. God bless. Like I said, God bless those guys. But you know who they were? Devin who? Levante who? We knew them. Bucks Mm -hmm. fans knew them. But the rest of the league, fan bases around the league didn't know them. They know him now. You want to know why? 12. And they want Even to Mike Evans to some 12. level, too. Again, it's just, again, that's how it works. You get the guy that takes the snaps on Sundays, who's a Hall of Fame type quarterback, the greatest of all time, and all of a sudden your organization gets recognized for being successful. Now the question is, <laughs> what do you do now? We will get to that, but let's go over how this how this news broke because it was certainly messy. The first the first thing that happens is Jason Lockonfora of CBS Sports comes out and says that he has heard that Brady is leaning towards retirement. Friday but that night. He do- yes, Friday night. That and that, he, but that he doesn't know uh, when the announcement is going to come. But then Saturday, a joint report from Jeff Darlington and Adam Schefter comes out that Tom Brady is going to retire, that he has ended his career. Ian Rappaport later confirms that story from his sources as well. ESPN runs with it. NFL Network runs with it. But then you have Jenna Lane. You have uh, Rick Stroud, the great reporters in Tampa Bay. They hear from Jason Light personally that Tom Brady personally called him after that news broke and told him that he was far from making the decision and that the decision had not been made. Even when that happens, ESPN, NFL Network stick with their stories. We go through Monday, Tom Brady's podcast released on on SiriusXM, and he's saying that he goes back and forth and that he's there's still a ways to go in him making the decision. And then Tuesday morning, the Instagram post comes out and Tom Brady has officially retired. My take on this is is pretty simple. I think that Darlington and Schefter got it right, in my opinion. I think that Tom was kind of upset that the news got out and he denied it because when you're in that situation and you have the professionalism that Tom Brady has, you don't want, especially before you tell your own team that you're retiring, you don't want that news to get out ahead of time. But when we're in a situation, when you're dealing with names like Schefter and like Darlington and like Ian Rappaport, yes, Schefter has got a ton of crap this year for that story that came out with him sending it to a GM to approve it before all, all that stuff. Schefter got a ton of crap. But if you look at the track record of these guys, 
these are the biggest and best names in reporting. And when you're dealing with a, a story like that, Brady retiring, yes, I know that there's a desire to be first out there, but I don't think that those guys go with that story. And then especially a guy like Ian Rappaport sticking with the story, even after Brady denies it. I think that they had it right from the beginning and Tom was just kind of upset with how it all played out. That's my take to, on this. When scenario. it comes to reporting, first of all, when it comes to reporting it, the magnitude of when you, when you talk about Tom and you talk about, when I say Tom, like, like we drink beers together <laughs> or we eat avocado ice cream together. But when you talk about Tom, Brady, I mean, he might be drinking now. You might, you might go down to uh, three daughters over there in St. Pete or St. Pete Brewing. You might see him out there now. That dude ain't changing, man. <laughs> he got the TB, he got the TB twelve lifestyle. But when it comes to Tom Brady, and you think about where he lands in North America sports, I mean, you can talk about him. Talk about being the greatest football player, the greatest quarterback. I mean, that's just the, the sport of football. When you talk about the greatest athlete that we've seen in our lifetime or the most successful athlete that we've seen in our lifetime, the most accomplished athlete that we've seen in our lifetime, he is the, he's the first one that comes to mind. Only now, one that's close is Michael Jordan. Yeah, but Jordan's not part of your, Jordan's probably not part of, Jordan's successful year is probably not part of your life, uh, your lifetime. I remember of, some, of part his, of mine. some of his, some of his later championships. I, I I remember watching the the finals against the Jazz specifically. That's dating. Yeah, me, you were like three. Anyway, um, but for me, maybe Tiger Woods. Ti- Tiger Woods, maybe maybe team sports. I mean, man, I'm not. I'm not. Well, I'm no, no, not. Right now, right now, even in you could argue worldwide, but I think the only person that even comes close as far as recognizable athlete in the United States. The only one that's anywhere close is LeBron James and Tom Brady's still no, number one. No, I still, I, I'm I will, saying recognizable. I'm not comparing their success. Not, yeah, but listen to what I said. I said in mm-hmm. regards to the success, the accomplishments, mm-hmm. the fact that he, he did it the way he did it. I mean, I'm not, I don't, I'm not even going to go down on LeBron, LeBron Avenue with you when it comes to, trying to compare Tom to him. Forget 2010 wipes LeBron off of. Any, I did not. I said I was not to, comparing their accomplishments. I was talking up, about, you I was up. talking about star power. I'm talking about. Again, you go ask, and, and my words were accomplishments. Yes. Success, performance, Maybe. all those things. I ain't LeBron is not comparable. I'm not talking sure. about that. I'm talking about the most successful athlete of our lifetime. And when it comes to when it comes to that in my lifetime, there's only two other dudes I think of. And I will, again, I will throw something at you. You mentioned LeBron James. It's Jordan and it's Gretzky. And that's it. That is it. No one else. But the reason why I bring that up is the fact that because of that magnitude, because of what this guy means, not just football, to sports. And to the age of where we're at when it comes to social media, you got to get this story right. You better not screw up on this. You can't leap without having this story. That's why, whether it's Lockin' Four, whether it's Rappaport, whether it's Schefter, Darlington, all those guys, 
you can't leap without having this right because of the magnitude of the story. Yeah, you want to be first, but you sure as heck don't want to be wrong because that'll be a, a listen, you, you'd look like a real fool, huge fool. And we can talk about all the other stories that someone else may have gotten wrong. That ain't this. This is the greatest athlete of our lifetime. And if you get this story wrong, you are a fool, which is why when it first came out, I was like, I guess I was wrong about him playing another year. I honestly thought that I, we would see him play next year. And I thought that he wanted to play when he was 45 years old. I did too. Not to mention the fact that, again, the year that he had, it wasn't like, man, you know what? Falling off the cliff a little bit. Maybe it's time to get out of this game. No. The man makes every throws. The man gets rid of the football just as well as he did in his prime. All those things. Like, again, I can throw numbers at you. But his performance on the field, watching him play by play, watching him at the Avenue Training Center and practice, that dude wasn't Peyton Manning masking the neck injury and all that different stuff and throwing butterflies. I already said it. There's a good chance next week at NFL Honors that Tom Brady is being crowned the MVP in his final season. Dude, 2015. We're watching Peyton Manning, and, and look, don't get me wrong. I mean, Peyton was, was one of the greatest quarterbacks I've ever seen play the game. He's not in the conversation of TV. Stop it, okay? Win, win, perform. Go somewhere else and win a Super Bowl. Not carry to one, because he certainly won two. He won in Denver, and he won in Indianapolis. But he was carried. I mean, Von Miller and Demarcus Ware's shoulders were worn out carrying that man to his last Super Bowl. Brock Osweiler started games that season. There was a debate whether that team was better off with Brock Osweiler playing quarterback. Peyton was pissed off that whole year, the latter part of the year. Pissed off because that was an actual conversation. Okay? That ain't the greatest that ever played the game. And like I said, it's not. I don't even want to make this a Peyton thing. But that was the conversation when Peyton yeah. was playing at this prime, right? Even yeah. even the, the 2014 Super Bowl when they lost to Seattle prior to playing that Super Bowl game, everybody's like, oh, man, who's the greatest? Is it Tom? Is it Peyton? Is it Tom? Is it Peyton? He <laughs> was fantastic that season. If yeah, they won fantastic. that year, you could have said Yeah, he was fantastic. And then he hit rush out traffic. Yep. <laughs> no, man. TB12 was the greatest. And that's, again. I'm with you. That that's coming from me who doesn't really have a whole lot of good things to say about Boston sports. <laughs> grew up, grew up disliking them from the head to the toe. So here's the last thing as far as how the story goes. I'll admit it crossed my mind that the way that this came out and Tom's reaction to it, it crossed my mind to think, man, is this, no. Is this crazy? No, is Tom Brady at the thing. point where, don't like, give me spite thing. No. could he come back for a whole nother year just to spite, spite everyone? Dude. You know, this, bruh, this, this is, this is not, this is not buying a house next door, next door to somewhere, somebody you don't like and renting it out to people you, that you know your neighbor wouldn't get along with. That's not, this is not, you don't play, you don't practice from from April or May. You don't do what Tom Brady does and prepare yourself 
for a 17-game season and a playoff run, go through all the things that he's going through, have a wife in your ear all season long, how much more do you have to prove? 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 To, to what? Play another year in spite? Just because the story got out before you wanted to get it out? Tom's not, no, man. No, stop. All right, so now let's let's move on to let's move on to the biggest question. Where do the Bucks go from here? Jason Light and Bruce Arians have both already said that they like the quarterback options that they have, but as they said, but as but as they as they said when Jameis Winston's free agency came up, they would look behind door number two. Door number two, there are a ton of interesting options. But I want to start with the comment about the current quarterbacks. I will say this. I don't think that there is any chance whatsoever that we go into 2022 opening weekend, the week after Labor Day, and Blaine Gabbert is under center as the starting quarterback for the Tampa Buccaneers. I just don't see it. Now the Kyle Trask thing. Do I think that he is the perfect solution? I do not. But I will say this. If you look up and down the the NFL and the starting quarterbacks in the NFL and the successful quarterbacks in the NFL, there are not a ton of guys who sat on the bench for an extended period of time before they before they were starting quarterbacks. There are really two that stick out as outliers, Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Garoppolo. That's really that's really it as far as guys who sat on the bench for three years or so before getting a shot. And then you even look at guys that more and more, I know you said last week as far as that this just doesn't happen as far as young quarterbacks getting to the Super Bowl. And obviously what Joe Burrow did as a number one pick is unprecedented, but more and more we are seeing these quarterbacks make deep playoff runs. Okay. Make, what's, oh, your, but what's your point though? What's your point? My point is if not now, if Kyle Trask, isn't the starting quarterback opening day next year for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I don't know if he's ever going to be. Okay, here's the thing. The majority of those teams that you want to say that they have a young quarterback that didn't have to sit a long time, you know what they were doing? Losing. They were losing. There aren't quarterbacks all of a sudden that have the keys. Again, I said this last week. They have the keys to a team that's going to be not rebuilding reloading as Mahomes both, as both the general manager and also that's only one dude dude and 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 that's Lamar Jackson you could say as well uh, Baltimore was on Baltimore was on the downside downside a little bit with Joe at quarterback at the at the when they made that change and here's the thing about the two guys you mentioned okay Mahomes I'll give you Mahomes the Chiefs traded up to draft him that's number mm-hmm. one number two is Lamar was drafted last of the quarterbacks. Last in the of the first quarterbacks. round. They didn't yeah. go to losing teams. They didn't go to losing teams. That's the thing. And, and again, all the other guys you mentioned, and this was always going to be outliers. All the other guys you may mention went to losing teams. This team, as a general manager and a head coach, have already said, it's not rebuilding. They are reloading. And I said last week, and I'll say it again, and it's nothing against Kyle Trask. And you say he's got to have the keys this year or never get the keys. Eh. No, dude. He's, you're, again, you're trying to win for 2022. 
Bruce Arians doesn't have that much longer that he's going to coach in this league. And you know what he's trying to do? He's trying to win in 2022. That division is up for the grab this year. That gets you into the playoffs. That in itself tells you that they're going to turn to a veteran quarterback. But here, here's the thing with that too. I just they're don't. They're not going see... to grow up pains the first no, year. No, Kyle Trask is here. But just not. But, he, but here's what I'm. But here's what I'm saying though. If that, if you still have faith in Trask, there are only a few of these options that are maybe you know another one year rental. If you bring in a guy like say a Russell Wilson, you're not expecting Russell Wilson to be here for one or two years you're expecting Russell Wilson to be here for the long haul and if you do that then what's Kyle Trask gonna do I'm just that's why I'm saying like if he doesn't get if he is not the starting quarterback this year unless you bring in a guy that is only going to play one more season maybe two I like I said there just aren't these quarterbacks in the, there aren't starting quarterbacks in the NFL anymore that sat on the bench for three years and end up being successful. And it again, just doesn't happen. And I keep telling you, those guys went to teams that they were, they were forced to play. But it doesn't, but it, it doesn't matter. I'm saying that there, that it just doesn't happen. There aren't quarterbacks in the NFL. There aren't starting quarterbacks in the NFL, period that sat on the bench and then all and then become starters. I said that there are two, Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Garoppolo. That's it. There aren't guys that sat on the bench for multiple years and then became and then became starters. It just doesn't happen anymore because they had to play. You drafted those guys to play those guys. That's but why what I, they don't sit anymore. But what I'm saying is if you don't start if you don't start Kyle if you don't start Kyle Trask you're going to end up in a you're going to end up in a situation where if you get a if you get a quarterback who starts for this team for three more seasons you're going to when it's time for that guy to retire like are you going to really turn the keys over to Kyle Trask maybe not first, you, you first, act like you act like they drafted Kyle Trask in the first round he was the last pick in the second round, dude. And it was widely reported that they considered drafting him at the with the last pick in the okay. first round. And so be it. So so be it. You're worried about three years down the road. The team is playing for next year. Next year is where, where the value is. Again, in that roster that they're going to reload on. And in the head coach, who's not thinking about three years from now, Trey do you, Downing? But do you... But that's not even the point that I'm making. I'm saying, like, do you, I'll ask you this question. Do you think that we ever go into the opening week of an NFL opening day NFL season and Kyle Trask is starting quarterback for the Buccaneers? It all depends on who they require over the, the next two or three months. Okay. So let's let's go through the list and I will and I will list off the the names that are that are interesting. There are a ton of them there. I will ask you if you, I'll put two questions on it. Do you think the Bucks will kick the tires on this person? And how likely of an option do you think they are? And you, we have to start at the top with Aaron Rodgers. Of course you kick the tires. You want to know why? Because two years ago, if you, if you just sat me down here, just like two years, 24 months ago, if you just sat me down and said, hey, well, you think the Bucks will kick the tires on Tom Brady? I would have looked at you like you... You sniff some glue. 
Like, no way, dude. They're not going to get Tom Brady. Showing sure off, Tom Brady ends up coming here and has the two magical seasons he had, including the Super Bowl. So, yeah, you kick the tires on Aaron Rodgers. But all that stuff, listen, this, is, this isn't fantasy. Okay, you got to deal with the cap ramifications. How mm-hmm. Can you fit them under the cap and still sign the guys that you want to sign and bring back for 2022 to make your team a viable uh, place for Aaron Rodgers to, to want to go play for, too? How but much you got to give up to get him, to? Here's the thing what you have on your side, whether it be Aaron Rodgers and anyone else you had on the list, including another veteran quarterback and Russell Wilson. Here's the thing. The success that Tom had the last two years proves to those guys they can come here and win. And not only that, but if you're, if you're a guy of the stature of Aaron Rodgers, who I'm not claiming is coming here, but if you are a guy of his stature, you know, you, you know what you want? You want what Tom had. And that is, hey, can we get Randall Cobb here? I'm not saying Randall Cobb is worthy of being on yeah. the Bucks roster. But throw out any name that Aaron Rodgers may want to have on his roster. Because if you're as accomplished as, as Aaron Rodgers is, you can do that. And he's watched, Other than Antonio Brown. And he's watched, he's watched a quarterback prior to him being able to do that. So that's, that's the important thing for me when you're able to, to say, okay, we can fit this guy under the cap and bring our guys back to be a team that can win a Super Bowl. Do you think he's a realistic option? No. Russell Wilson. Is he obviously you kick the tires on that? Do you think Wilson is realistic? Oh man, it's the same thing. I mean, you're talking about guys who are going to command thirty thirty five million dollars, dude. You got to pay these guys, mm-hmm. and yeah, you might have time coming off the books, but you were going into a situation where you had to again, whether it be Tom or anyone else that's playing quarterback for this football team. Tom, let's say Tom came back for 2022 the question is who are you going to bring back be able to bring back to play with him for 2022 doesn't matter who doesn't matter who the quarterback is that's still going to be the the you know the outlier for the outlier for, for this team when you talk about having a veteran quarterback whether it be tom tom brady aaron Rodgers, russell wilson those guys command a certain amount of money and on top of that you've got to bring back the guys or some of those guys to make this team a competitive team so that they can get the most out of that quarterback that they're paying $35 million to. That's the thing. You can have that great quarterback, but what's it mean? Seattle had Russell. What did it mean? Nothing. You want to know why? Because the rest of the guys aren't up to Russell Wilson's capabilities or talent or skill set. You got to have players around that quarterback. So my thing with Russell Wilson, I think that he's slightly more realistic than Aaron Rodgers because I think that he is going to require a similar price tag as far as giving up draft capital to get him. And I think if you're in a situation like the Bucks, if you're going to give up that kind of draft capital, you don't want a guy who's going to be here one, maybe two more years and, a, and Aaron Rodgers is going to peace out. Russell Wilson still has a good at least five years ahead of him, I think. So I think that that's a little bit more realistic, but I don't know how realistic. Do the Bucks kick the tires on Deshaun Watson? See that, you you know, you asked that question and now we're going off the field. Yeah. Because 
it's still a lot, you know, it's still a lot of, uh, <laughs> I, I don't even want to say, you know, a lot. It's just basically a big old cloud hanging over that dude. And yep. whether it's self-inflicted or not, or just, there's so many questions that go on with him just to play football, let alone go to another, go to a new city and try to be, you know, brought in. And on top of that, you're talking about going to a new city, going to a new team that just had who played quarterback, the greatest of all time. And you're bringing a guy in that, that, that's got that, you know, that history and those issues that he had. And look, we can say whatever we want in regards to, let, let's say tomorrow the league comes out and says, you know what? The Watson case, uh, the lawsuits have been settled, bah, 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 whatever. That cloud's not gone. That cloud is not, will, will never leave. We'll never leave him. You can settle those lawsuits all you want. You can have the league say, hey, man, you're good to go. No suspension, which is not going to happen because you mentioned Big Ben before. Big Ben, (laughs) he got into a little trouble too and got suspended. So whenever Watson does end up playing on a football team, guess what he's going to get? Suspended. So do you want that for the guy replacing Tom Brady? Oh, no, dude. I mean, like I said, you asked the question in regards to the first two guys, mm-hmm. right? And it's a little bit easier to say, on the field, cap, could they fit? Boom. Not with Watson, dude. I didn't even mention the cap and anything else. You got to get through the crap that he has going on with him and all the allegations he, allegations he has going on with him before you can even talk about him putting on a Bucks uniform. Derek Carr. Realistic. They kick the tires on him too. It all depends on it all depends on McDaniels, whether yep. or not he thinks that's his quarterback for the future, how long he wants to hold on to him. But when you're talking about when you're talking about Derek Carr, are we talking top 15? Yeah, he's teetering in the top 15 quarterbacks. But if you want to add him to a team that is solid and has the the foundation that the Buccaneers have and, and can, again, reload. Cause not a bad option. I think that the Bucs are still one of the favorites in the NFC next year if they go into opening day with Derek Carr as their starting quarterback. But I, I, I am admittedly higher on Derek Carr than a lot of people are. Now let's move on to a guy that you give me crap for being high on as well. Minshew? I'm, say, I'm saving that one. Oh, God. Oh, let, Don't let's say do- Tyrod Taylor. I wasn't going to bring up Tyrod, even though he is a free agent. He 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 was on. He stays a free agent. I I'd I'd be I'd be personally ecstatic, but I don't think it's realistic. I think that there's a better chance that Kyle Trask is a starting quarterback. Um, I'll get to Minshew in a minute, but I want to get to the just the last couple options that would be trade options. Carson Wentz. <laughs> you know, do you what? need to say anything? You know, no, no, no. It's not that. It's that I should be ashamed of myself that I didn't guess Carson Wentz. Yeah, yeah. I want him. I want him quarterback in the Buccaneers for twenty twenty two. Hell no! Don't 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 kick the tires on him. Don't don't kick the no no. If you're gonna kick anything, kick his behind down the road. No, no. All right now no. the. 
now the last starting quarterback. Win and you win. Hell no. And you got to beat the Jags. Uh, The last starting quarterback who would be a trade option, Jimmy Garoppolo. (laughs) Which would be actually kind of intriguing, the fact that he actually. I brought it up at the end of last week's show, like is like kind of like a pie in the sky. But at that point, neither of us thought that Tom retiring was a real thing. Yeah, never mind mind the pie in the sky, pie to the face. No, I don't want Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, okay, you asked if they kick the tires on him. There's a guy on your list that I think would be more likely that they kick the tires on him. And he's in, it would be intriguing that he kick, they kick the tires on him. I don't. I, I think there are better options for the Bucks than to kick the tires on Jimmy Garoppolo, especially. And we can talk about, you know, the last thing we've seen. <laughs> <laughs> there's too many last things that we've seen when it comes to Garoppolo I mean they won in Dallas in spite of Garoppolo alright they won in Green Bay in spite of Garoppolo and they nearly won in SoFi in spite of Garoppolo so no Jimmy's going to be in this league here's the thing I mentioned Carr close to the top 15 whatever it is that's the type of guy you need, Trey. You need a guy that's going to be in the top 15 to be able to be a part of a team that's going to reload no matter who they bring back. That's the type of guy that you need. Dude, Garoppolo's not in the top 15. He ain't close to the top 15. He's in the lower third of the starter quarterbacks in the NFL. Minshew mania time in Tampa Bay. <laughs> yeah, you, you get the ties on Minshew. And, I, and, and you know what, honestly, I want him to get a, I want him to get a, 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 a starting year somewhere so we can get over this, good or bad. Let him get his year in and prove to anyone that doubts that he's the starting quarterback. Because I've watched him play in this, yeah, this game that he, he looks well. He's played, played well in Philadelphia. He had a couple of games in Philadelphia. I also watched him play in Jacksonville. And yeah, I understand it's Jacksonville, and there may have not have been a whole lot of talent on him. But I watched him hold on to the football too long. I watched him get sacked. And I'm like, what's the big deal with the Minshew Mania? It's kind of clear. Doesn't yeah, throw interceptions. Well, so what? Big deal. So All right. He's, so he's, so he's, he's, make plays, dude. Make plays. Either of the Denver Broncos quarterbacks, Bridgewater or Locke? Teddy might be someone you you kick the tires on. But then I go back to the same thing that that I said about Garoppolo. Give me the guy that's going to be in the top 15. I mean, and, and, and Teddy... Teddy's cool and everything, and he's had his he had his moments in, in the walls filling in for Drew Brees a couple of years back or Brees' last year when he got hurt. But it's the same thing. We're, Bruce Arians is is he's at he's at the 15th hole, dude. He might be at the 16th hole. Okay? He's ready to turn in his freaking damn car and say, here's my score. I'm out. He might be at the 18th tee box no, next, the start of next season. He's not that far. Settle down. The point is he only got a couple of holes left, okay? And with that, 
he needs to get himself a quarterback that is going to legitimately, legitimately get him into games that were played either two weekends ago or even this past weekend. That's what he's looking at. And the guys you mentioned, only a few of them get him there. Certainly the first two guys, but when you start mentioning, or maybe even the first three guys, Aaron and, and Russell, Derek Carr, but anyone else after that you've mentioned so far, they're not getting that team to, 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 to divisional round playoffs or, or, or the NFC championship. All right. Let's, are either of these guys realistic people love to bring up stuff like this especially because of the association with bruce arians andrew luck or philip rivers two retired guys that people always just don't want them to stay retired if 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 it came out tomorrow rick stroud my man mr mount washmore of, of the tampa bay times or greg allman of the athletic or even jenna lane came out tomorrow from espn came out tomorrow and said hey the Bucks have signed Philip Rivers. Whatever I'm holding, I'm dropping because I'd be shocked. Whether it be Andrew Luck or Philip Rivers, either one of those guys, I'd be shocked. I'd be a lot more shocked if it was Luck, especially because you're in a situation there where he's still under contract to the Colts and look at what their quarterback situation is. Yeah. Like you're going to have to, you're still going to have to give up stuff to the Colts yeah, to there's, there's get Andrew there's Luck. There's definitely variables that, that would have you thinking, what? When it comes to those two guys, too, especially Luck, I think I saw Luck recently. He doesn't even look like Andrew Luck. Skinny. And, yeah. Okay, this is a guy that maybe he wasn't Cam Newton, but he was taking on guys pretty good. You mm-hmm. know, Kind of like Ben Roethlisberger a little bit when it came into being in the pocket and extending plays. That dude that I saw last week or a couple of weeks ago, that ain't that dude. Uh, so I think Andrew's cool with with the uh, the lifestyle he's living post football, whatever he's doing because yeah. no one really knows. And Philip maybe Philip maybe the same thing, enjoying you know life as a high school coach and coaching you know football and all that kind of stuff. So and again, eight hundred kids. So don't exaggerate. He ain't got eight hundred, and you know what? At least he got him with the same. At least he got him with the same mama. Not like your boy Nick Cannon. Um, but when it comes to those two guys, again, if I'm holding something and those two guys breaking news comes out when those one of those two guys signed with, with the Bucks, yeah, I'm 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 dropping whatever I have. I don't know if I'm dropping if I'm dropping something for Rivers. I definitely would for for Luck. Okay, got a just a just a couple more and <sighs> hate myself for doing this. Go down that have... road, baby. But you three, have to. Three. Jameis three. Winston. Jameis Winston. Eat them W's. Eat I already them said W's. it. I already said his name. So tell me, tell me. I think it's realistic, Howard. actually. I think I think it is. Ah, you may not want to see it, but that's yeah. that's fine. I think it's realistic. It would be intriguing as heck. It's it would. But you know what? Be... You know what it does though too. I mean, you can ask me questions if we go. I, 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 again, even coming off of an injury, that it's just it's there's a there's a lot of variables to I, that. The baggage. I think the... they kick the tires. Number one. I think it's realistic. Number two. Remember the market. Remember the guys you mentioned prior to you know the the guys that I don't even want to 
to be wearing a Bucks uniform, the guys is Bridgewater and Minshew and the other guys, the guys who don't crack the top 15. But the market for the other guys is going to be big. Rodgers, Russell, those guys, and those guys are going to have the ability to pick where they go. And the price tag, a lot of variables involved. When it comes to Jameis, you just mentioned it, coming off with the injury, he obviously knows and loves Tampa, been here before, everyone here knows him. So it makes it a little bit easier to think that could happen. Not to mention the fact that, you know what it does too? And it may not be a totally same team if he were to come back for 2022. But what it does is it answers the question to those folks who said, this team could have did what they did with Jameis Winston at quarterback. Well, guess what? If he came back, we'd find out. Okay? And there's a lot of – Trey, you know it. There's a lot of those folks. We're going to be on Twitter, and I'm going to tell you that this team could have did exactly the same thing what, they're doing now with Jameis. Okay, Lynn, let's you, find out. You don't know how – like, I loved what I did in Tampa Bay Sports Radio, but yesterday and today – for two days yeah, yeah, that I was glad, glad I wasn't answering the phone. Yeah, you're um, glad you're not here. All right. Now, one that I did We're didn't, glad to. <laughs> We're glad you're one, not here too. Trust me. One that I, did, that I haven't seen on betting odds lists, but one that I've brought up multiple times on Twitter and one that I think is realistic and no one is talking about. Jeff Garcia. There's a very good chance. Josh Freeman. That a former oh I'd love it. Uh, there's a there's a for, there's a former MVP quarterback in the Buccaneers division that might get released because of the cap situation the team is in. Not happening. Matt Ryan. Not happening. If if he were to get cut, do you? Th- if he were to get cut, I think oh, you that, that the is tires. the most. That's the oh, most the likely tires. option. You kick off like, four. If you don't have, what? You kick off four tires. Yeah. He's still cracking the top 15. Yeah. See, so it, his, see, you would think by now being married, what, four years, five years? No, hold on. Let me think. No, 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 don't even tell me. Don't even tell me. Hold on. I'll, I'll get it right. See, you're coming, up, you're coming up on six years, aren't you? It's going to be five in March. Okay. All right. It'll be five. You would think, I'm getting, to, I'm getting to a long-winded story here, or a long-winded way to get to my point. You would think by now, five years married, that you would know what would make your partner happy and intrigued in the conversation. You're saying I don't? You should have started with Matt Ryan because he's probably the most realistic of it all. And and the reason reason why I say that is because the- But you said not going to happen. You don't think Atlanta- The only reason why I say that is because I I can't see Atlanta with the Bucs needing a quarterback- Arthur Smith and Arthur Blank would be foolish. And the Saints need a quarterback, and debatedly, to Carolina needs man. a quarterback, be, too. That's the only reason why I say it's unrealistic. They'd be foolish to cut that guy, knowing, as you mentioned, not one, but three teams in a division need a quarterback. Because you may want to grace yourself with your new, new fan base there in Carolina. 
but they need a quarterback too. No, I'm with you. So all three teams in the division need a quarterback, and you think the Falcons are going to cut Matt Ryan this year? They'd be foolish. They'd be foolish because all three of the teams in the division would be calling Matt Ryan and kicking all four tires on Matt Ryan as well as they should. Is there That's any the reason why I say it's unrealistic? From a from a Buck standpoint, he's the best option, realistically, that you mentioned. That's why I said you would think that you'd start <laughs> knowing your partner, you would start with somewhere that would intrigue me a little bit. Aaron, Aaron Lodge is not realistic. Uh, although I, I'll say it again, 24 months ago, I didn't think Tom would, was realistic. But Aaron Rodgers is not realistic, and I don't think Russell is realistic. So with that, with all the quarterbacks you mentioned, who's the best quarterback of that bunch besides Rodgers and Russell Wilson? Matt Ryan. That's where you should have started the conversation. We'd be so much better together, dude. We'd be so much better together. Anyone that that I didn't mention that you think is is an option or that I've seen people mention Kirk Cousins. I, I wasn't going there because of the money. Kirk Cousins couldn't do with Dagon Thielen and Dagon, Justin Jefferson and yeah. Dalvin Cook. I mean, and, and, and if the Bucks were fortunate enough to bring everybody back offensively from the weapons standpoint, you can argue that their weapons are just as good as Minnesota's, but he didn't do it with Minnesota's weapons. And yeah, I understand, you know, there's, there was a little bit of issues and turmoil in the in the coaching staff and and the front office, and there were issues going around that building. But Sundays are Sundays, dude. And that dude didn't do it for me. Kirk Cousins has never done it for me. He didn't do it for me in Washington. This is his second opportunity with the quality weapons he has in 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 Minnesota, Washington, Minnesota, still not getting it done. I mentioned the top fifteen. Kirk Cousins is that he's that barometer. He's probably a Mr. 16, 17. Ah, don't give me Kirk Cousins. <laughs> uh, I will say this much. One guy you didn't mention, you mentioned one former buck, but you didn't mention it's another. magic, baby. Yeah, baby. Free agent. Yeah, also coming baby. off of an injury. The ultimate, the, the ultimate freaking damn one year, one and done. The ultimate one and done. Then there's a chance that Kyle Trask is the quarterback. I mean, Fitzpatrick's one of the free agents. You already mentioned Tyrod Taylor. And then the other free agent. Let's back up a second. Because 12 months ago, Fitzpatrick was with Washington, signed with Washington. And you anointed the Skins the best team in the division. So You picked them to win the division. They're the commanders? You're definitely not allowed to say Skins anymore. They have a name. I said Washington. You said Skins. No, I did not. I said Washington. You said you anointed the Skins the best team in the division. Did I? I got to go back and listen to it. Yeah, rewind the tape. They are the commanders, Lynn Martez. Boy, what what a screw up that organization is. (laughs) At least they're not the presidents. Uh, What's that? The presidents was supposedly another one of the finalists. I I, I mean, I don't mind the name. It's the fact that they couldn't even keep it close to the vest. Joe Theismann's (laughs) doing radio interviews, blabbing it out. The, the team store had all the apparel and everything. Yeah, the you saw it last night. Yeah, they came out with the, the, the helicopters. Windows are wide open, and there's traffic helicopters coming up and taking shots of what they had in there. We knew before they even told anybody on a Today Show. But so anyway, um, and then I guess it's the magic, other- baby. I guess the other free agent out there is Mariota too. That's one that people think. 
Right. A lot of people think that Green ain't Bay no might be interested in his interested game, in man. Him. Ain't no whiskey and biscuit in his game. Yeah, so it's I'll, you gotta I'll, listen. You gotta think about that. That quarterback's gotta fit the system too. Yeah, I'll close with this: that we are way far off from knowing. But if I ask you today, as we are recording this right now, Len Martez, seven nineteen February second, twenty twenty two, if you had to put money on who the Tampa Bay Buccaneers starting quarterback is opening day twenty twenty two, God, who are you saying? Can I give a couple of choices? I just want one because I'll give one too. We can we, we'll rewind this, but I, I'm just saying I I just want Man. one. If you had to put money on it, Derek Carr. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go bold out there, Matt Ryan. I figured you say Matt Ryan. That's who you want. I, t- I, I, I again I, out of I all the options, you. that's the guy I, I want too. I don't think it's realistic. I'm very I'm, I'm very I'm intrigued right by now. Minshew. I'm telling you right now. I'm not. No, it better not be Minshew. If Matt Ryan gets released, Falcons fans, uproar. I mean, Lil, Lil Wayne, uproar. Because you are giving one of those three teams in your own division the opportunity to get the former MVP, as you mentioned, and your franchise's best quarterback ever, and a guy who's still got something left in the tank. You want to cut him? Cut him after those teams have made a decision on their quarterback moving forward. Don't cut that dude before that team, before those teams have gotten that quarterback. Don't do it, because he's going to be playing in the same division, playing you twice. It's kind of, I kind of hope it happens. I kind of hope he does get cut, because it'll be a great story. And it'll be give us a storyline throughout the whole NFL season and give us something to talk about. And I can laugh and laugh and laugh at the Falcons for doing it. But I don't think it happens. I think I think Carr's probably more realistic. But uh, I tell you, as much as I'd like to see Matt Ryan be the guy, because I think this team would be successful with him at quarterback, the most intriguing one. Stop it. Oh. Uh, I'm going to close the computer. Let's eat some W's, baby. Let's eat some I dubs. Just, my thing on Carr, I, I would love to see it. I think that the Bucks would be right there with the Rams, especially if Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay as a favorite in the NFC with Derek Carr. I just don't – I think that I think that McDaniels is going to go with him. I think they're going to stick with him. That's why I don't think that's, I don't think that's an option. I, I, Matt Ryan – is the one that I'm going to go with. Let's close the show with this. We will do a full Super Bowl preview next week, but just your initial reaction on how the games played out this past Sunday and just an an initial look at the matchup in Super Bowl 56 between the Bengals and the Rams. The initial thing is, and and I'll say this, but we're not closing without discussing the biggest story the NFL. But okay, I, okay. But I, I'll that. say this. When it comes to the Rams winning on Sunday and the Bengals winning on Sunday, both those teams had a lot of help. I'll just say that. And they had a lot of help because the teams that they beat didn't have quality quarterback play. We talked about Garoppolo earlier in regards to the Niners having him take snaps and winning games in spite of him 
But Patrick Mahomes, maybe it'll come out later in the offseason that something went wrong in the second half or at the end of the first half where he got hurt or something. But that dude wasn't right in the second half. And because of it, he kept the Bengals in that football game. And ultimately, he nearly lost that football game in regulation. In regulation. There again, those two teams, the Niners <laughs> and the Chiefs, who I both picked, by the way. So I'm 0 for 3 from last week's show. Brady's coming back. The Niners and the Chiefs are going to win. I got one at least. But the Rams and the Bengals are playing in Super Bowl 56 at SoFi a week from Sunday. Granted, they made the plays that they had to when they had to make them. But they got a whole lot of help from the opposing quarterbacks in those games. My initial thought on the matchup is, in general, I think whoever wins that game, it's going to be a good story. And they're, the Bengals are just a super likable team. And it would be a great story for Matthew Stafford to finally get over that hump and win a Super Bowl. So I don't think that there's going to be much of an outcry I think a lot of times when you look at the map in the Super Bowl especially when the Patriots were there every year it seemed like only one state was rooting for one team and the rest of the country was rooting for either I think there are reasons to root for both teams in in the Super Bowl but I'll just go out and say it I think that out of the all of the possible matchups going into last weekend that we could have got I don't know how competitive the game's going to be I'll tell you, I'll fully yeah, tell you, you got, why. You next. got the Bengals old line getting blown up. I'll, I'll, I'll fully tell you why next week, but. I already know. Uh, I just said it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, the, I'm trying to right. tease here. You can, full, you, can full, you can fully tell us next week. Let me tell you, Bucks Nation, he doesn't <laughs> think the Bucks old, the Bengals old line can handle the Rams front four. You mentioned, you, you want to talk about the biggest story in the NFL. You are obviously. <laughs> referring to Brian Flores's lawsuit. We were talking a little bit off air before we started the podcast about the ripple effects that this could see moving forward. And honestly, before you mentioned uh, mentioned it, I didn't even think of it. But you said, if it comes out that this is true, Ross is going to have to sell the team in Miami. Uh, then you have Hugh Jackson coming out today, what he said about the the Browns and them offering him extra money to lose games, and maybe the Browns are forced to sell. This, this story has huge ramifications, not just for Brian Flores, who... I mean, I guess is still a finalist for the for the Texans job and New Orleans job. I didn't see he got interviewed there, but yes, he I did. Mean, if, okay, he did. He's a finalist for two jobs still. But here's the thing: when it comes to first the tanking, when you ask a team to tank, there is so much involved when it comes to the actual performance on the field. And when I, when I say this, I mean the fact that you're asking people who don't necessarily control the, their lifespan in the actual game to lose purposely. You're giving people a reason to cut you. The lifespan in the NFL is only probably three, three and a half years, four years to begin with. Mm-hmm. 
I know guys who played in the league that played two years, dude. Can you imagine playing two years in the league where your owner is telling your coach to tank, but this is your one only opportunity to play at this level? And you're told, maybe not told, but the game plan is to actually lose. This is your career. This is what you've worked for to get an opportunity to actually play in the NFL. And people are playing with it. Pardon the pun. They're playing with it from the standpoint of they're not playing to win. They're playing to lose. That's number one. That's the big risk for me. When you talk about the owner doesn't care, obviously, if he's telling his team to lose or he's telling his coach to lose. And the coach, not necessarily Flores, but the coach is getting an incentive to lose. He's being offered an incentive to lose. What are the players getting out of this? Who put their butts on a line? We always talk about it. I tell, I tell you all the time, dude, it's not just Sundays. It's all week long. What you do and prepare, you bust your ass in the gym, you bust your ass on the practice field to get ready to play on Sunday. So you're able to perform on Sunday. Preparation and then performance. And with that, you're having these guys prepare and bust their ass all week long to tell them to lose on Sundays purposely. And then on top of that, when the season's over, what are you going to do? Cut them? Why? Because you're losing purposely and you want to replace them with the players that you're going to now draft because you lost purposely. That's number one. That's the thing that gets me about it. We can talk about all the stuff that's happened when it comes to Flores and and being offered the money. But that's the thing that sticks out to me. The next thing is this when it comes to the whole Flores got an interview with the Giants because they wanted to accommodate the and check a box for the Rooney rule. Trey, you're fortunate enough to have a, a young daughter and you may have more kids. The reality is, and I said this when the stuff with Gruden came out, none of this is going to change in our lifetime. It may, it may slightly change, slightly. It changes in my daughter's lifetime. Slight, here's the thing. That's what that's when you're going to see the most change. We're going to be gone. We're going to be gone by the time you see the real change. I say that not knowing that that's going to actually happen. But that's that's what I think. It's going to ch- take it's going to take a different generation than ours to ch- really change this because there's always going to be people who think what Gruden did was funny. And who are going to embrace the old boys network that sits around that sits around that table of 32 owners. Say what you want, say what you want about the commissioner's office, who does who is basically an employee of the 32 guys. And I don't even know if there's any women sitting around there. It might be uh, uh the Saints owners, I believe, is a is a is a woman. Yes. But again, right. the people that sit around that table. The 32, okay, are the boss of Roger Goodell. And because of that, it's not Goodell who makes this stuff up. It's not Goodell that has any of the issues that's going on right now in the NFL. It's the 32 people that sit around that table that accept, accept 
what the others do inside that room. That's the thing. That is the thing. You want to change it, you change it because you're one to 32. So now you've got an opportunity to change it. And now there may be the potential of the Broncos selling that team. And who knows what's going to happen if those allegations that Hugh Jackson and Brian Flores are claiming. Guess what? It may not be just the Broncos team that is, on, that is for sale because legitimately, if those two teams told their coaches and paid their coaches to tank, those teams are going on sale too. And you know what? Maybe, just maybe, I don't know, maybe The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, really wants to own a football team? Go buy a real one, dude. God bless you. You bought a league for $15 million. Go sit at the table. This, what was that show that was on HBO that he had? Ballers. Ballers. You want to be a baller. You want to make that, that. Own the Chiefs, like in that show. You want to make that show legit. Spoiler alert. Yeah, you want to make that. I'm sorry. If you haven't seen it yet, Rock the Rock, Dwayne Johnson, uh, Spencer, his character, buys the Chiefs. But you want to make it real? You want to make it real? Rock, you and Shaq and LeBron and somebody else, put your money together. Go buy it. I'm just throwing out names because I don't know who. I mean, Jay-Z, Jay-Z apparently kicked the tires on the Panthers. I Forgive my ignorance on this. I, I saw the story out there. I do not know the gentleman's name, but there is supposedly one of the favorites to purchase the Green Bay Broncos is, uh, is an African-American or the Green Bay Broncos. What am I doing? Uh, but the, the Denver Broncos. But we do need to start. We do need to see minority ownership in the NFL. And that, oh, ah. Can you and imagine that is Dwayne definitely Johnson going to sit at that table? Yeah. I love it. And his so, wife, it was ex-wife, I should say, Danny Garcia, mm-hmm. was, you know, part of the XFO ownership too. Forgive me for my ignorance on this. Again? Is Flores... No, forgive it, me one podcast. Is... is is Flores the only minority candidate the Giants interviewed? I because I, I know they. I believe. I believe they interviewed Leslie Frazier too. Okay, and then I for some reason I thought I had seen that they interviewed their defensive coordinator under That's Joe Graham, Judge. I, yes, yes, I know he got other interviews, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure whether he got one with the Giants. He so did. it's going to be it's going to be a fascinating uh, story to break to follow over the next over the next months i mean not I'm as fascinating as who's taking snaps for the fucking end in 2022 baby who replaces the legend the goat tb12 avocado tequila just in two years dude that guy put a stamp in this city boy and and Patriots fans upset because he didn't mention us he didn't mention us does he go in the ring of honor Brady definitely in the ring of honor, right? That's a good question. I mean, I've been around long enough to know that Pat Riley, the president of the Miami Heat, retired. Michael Jordan's number. Thank you very much. Who never played a minute with the Heat. He did it out of respect for Michael Jordan. So here's a guy who bought you a Super Bowl that gave you the best run you've ever had in your franchise. Think about it, right? This team never won 13 games. You might say, oh, they had 17-game season. They went 13-4, dude. Mm-hmm. All the things that, that Tom has done personally, 
are fantastic. But from a team standpoint, all the things that he's had a hand in, back-to-back seasons, winning over 10 games, that stuff that wasn't done before. So just because of that, yeah, there might be that day where he has to come back with Giselle and uh, be put in the ring of honor. And, I mean, here's the thing. When you have a a team with the history of the Buccaneers and the doldrums that they went through, the guys that are already in there, there aren't a ton of clear options that are already retired that you're still going to put in that in that ring of honor maybe a maybe a Simeon Rice or something like that but I mean there are a couple on the team right now I think 13 and 54 go in the ring of honor oh, yeah, someday. No, no, yeah, no 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 you got and I, and you, I, you and got I think couple, that they got a couple of guys that, that are on this team currently that are, that are gonna grab a spot and I, and I think that there's even a case for 93 but that's another conversation for for another day we will be back with you, you next Namikin Sue Kidding, Not- kidding. I know who you mean. <laughs> you mean Joe McCoy. Shout out Joe McCoy. We will forgotten be back man, with- man. Forgotten Joe McCoy is a forgotten <laughs> man in these parts. Too bad. I got to love this city too. We will be back next week with a full we will? Super, Bowl, Super Bowl 56 preview. And who knows? Maybe more news will break. Maybe the Bucks will already be in trade talks with somebody who knows what's going to happen in the next week in terms of the you right now, NFL. Telling you right now, the NFL is going to get the biggest owner ever. When I say biggest, I mean 6'4", 6'5", 270, 75 pounds. He's known as Hobbs. He's known as the people's champion. He's known as the Brahma Bull. You know him as Dwayne. The Rock Johnson. This has been Downey and Martez, a Bucks Nation podcast. The Rock Johnson. This has been Downey and Martez, a Bucks Nation podcast.